The Man War Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. Shout out to all the Ukrainians who helped us impeach this motherfucker already. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, everyone. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this today, Wednesday, the day this is coming out, impeachment proceedings have begun. I know a lot of you don't fucking like the politics talk, so I won't do it. But, like, I'm personally excited. I believe I will be sitting in my room jerking off to MSNBC all day, just nonstop beating it. I have ordered so much extra Uber lube just so I can like, uh, just watch. Yeah, Nancy. Uh, don't worry. I'm not just doing it to Nancy. You know, I'll also do it to Chucky boy when they're interviewing him. Okay. In between things. Ah, that's me excited. But I'm also excited for this week's episode with Cleo Stiller. Uh, she was the host of Sex Right Now on the Fusion Network, and she's also the author of the uh, newly released book, Modern Manhood, Conversations About the Complicated World of Being a Good Man Today. I'll, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler alert. Uh, good chance you're not that good of a guy. That's okay, because none of us are as good as we think we are. We're all a little good. We're all a little bad people, uh, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. But first... No show dates right now. Okay, no show dates. Uh, do go to manwhorepod.com. Sign up for the mailing list so you don't miss out on any Manwhore Podcast news. Those of you who follow me, uh, at BillyIsPresida on Instagram, uh, which you should, but those of you who follow me on Instagram probably already know this, but I'm a little grossly cute right now because I want to tell you all that I have a girlfriend now yeah oh this sex positive quest is taking a little stop on the love train uh yes i have a girlfriend her name is megan i don't know how to say this i forgot how i announced previous girlfriends i was very i've, I've been very nervous deciding when like when to tell you guys you folks you people you humanoids uh because i don't want to jinx it and I also didn't want to like make the announcement and then like two weeks later I uh, have to come back here and be like, oh, uh, hey, guys, you know that that girlfriend I said I told you all about? Yeah. You know, I fucked it up way sooner than I expected. So that's no more, you know, I, which I guess is a possibility. But I feel a little bit more secure in where the relationship is. Like, I, I, I just have a good feeling we're going to make it at least past Thanksgiving. So good for me. On Monday night, I introduced her to my mother, and, uh, and and since I felt comfortable introducing her mother, then the next step is to introduce her to the fan horse. Again, those of you who follow me on Instagram, you've seen plenty of her, and I think you've put two and two, and on like a really good weekend, another two together, uh, and figured out what's up. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what to say in an announcement like this. I, I think I was going to get a little bit more somber, uh, but I'm not feeling that way right now. I'm feeling good for a moment, so I feel like I should keep it to positive things. Let me tell you three uh, three tidbits that I, I love about this woman. Um, she's a babe. She's one of those body positive influencers, and she hate, she probably hates that I say it like that, you know, but it, it's relevant. It's relevant because there's definitely good chunks of time that we're together that is spent taking pictures. Uh, I I am learning how to be an Instagram boyfriend, and that's uh, that has been a fun new addition in my life. Uh, number two, she's uh, possibly more problematic than I am, or at least she uh, <laughs> has moments where she can laugh at problematic things. Like I've introduced her to Doug Stanhope, who's one of you know, is a comedian I, I really enjoy. And uh, she she will not only listen to the things I, I send her, but she enjoys it. She laughs at things that I'm, I think some of my listeners, I think some of you would probably go like, oh, I, can't, I can't believe you. 
you know, but he's funny. And I think he's actually kind of brilliant. Except on trans stuff. Honestly, a lot of the, the stand-up comedians that bloggers like to say shit about, uh, most of the time I'm like, you guys are being ridiculous. This is comedy. There's a purpose. I will say, you know, Bill Burr and Chappelle and Stanhope and a lot of them, they cannot seem to get their mind around this concept of transgender. But you know what? They are trying. So progress over perfection right okay so uh i like that i can laugh with her at a wide variety of things i can make uh jokes i'm usually not too like worried about like if the joke i made wasn't okay for her and she enjoys watching you know watching the same type of comedy that i do that's dope uh and for number three you know she is like really fucking smart about what she's doing she started her own business she like stopped bartending and started her own business back in march and I'm not allowed to say like what that business is, but it's like blown the fuck up. Um, that's incredibly like impressive and attractive to me. Uh, there's things that we can both learn from each other. So when she throws me like suggestions and advice, I'm not like nodding and smiling and in my head dismissing most of it. Like I actually will listen to things that she says, and and that's dope because it feels like she uh, she can be an equal. And to me, it's important that um, that I'm an equal in a relationship. I like being with someone who who wants to push me to be better and who's willing to let me push um, them to be better as well. So those are three things I like about her. And, you know, you'll learn more later. Cool. Uh, that was mildly embarrassing. I don't know why, but yeah, she makes me happy. And I like I like waking up next to her in the morning. So. That's dope. And now it's the perfect time to do the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where I like to thank a few of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Uh, I first want to give a shout out to Dallas Haynes, who seems to be a big old fan of Nipsey Hussle. Uh, rest in peace, I guess. Honestly, I've never heard a song of that guy's, but word on the street is he's brilliant. Uh, thank you very much to Tyler Kopeck, who, Jesus. You have so many, I went through your profile pictures on Facebook, <laughs> not to blow up your spot, but you have so many profile pictures with so many different haircuts and you pull off all of them. I'm very jealous because I have a hard time pulling off my one haircut. So good job, dude. You're doing great. Uh, shout out to Gabriel Ochoa. Gabriel Ochoa. Ochoa. Your, na- your last name kind of sounds like a music festival. It's like where the cool kids would go to do Molly. Oh, hey, are you guys like going to Ochoa this weekend? We're going to do Molly and Mary Jane and cocaine and syphilis. And it's going to be sick. But I'm glad you're a member of the community, dude. Thanks for being one. And, uh, and, and one little thank you to VJ. I hope you enjoyed your quickie, uh, your membership quickie. You were kind of in and out real, real fast. All I ask is for $2 one time. I don't think that's much to ask for. VJ gave me more than I asked for. Good job, buddy. And you too can become a member. Come join us in the champagne room and you'll get your very own shout out. Okay. And now it's time for this week's guest, Cleo Stiller. Uh, She was the host of Sex Right Now on the Fusion Network. If you don't know what the Fusion Network is, that's okay. I don't know what channel it is either. I don't even have cable. But she did great work there. She was nominated for a Peabody Award. All right, Peabody Award's a pretty big deal. You know who has a Peabody Award? Stephen Colbert, John Stewart, Key and Peele, Amy Schumer, Must I Go On? The folks over at Serial. Yeah. Now she got a book out called Modern Manhood. I didn't plan for it to be this way, but I do like that her episode is coming off the heels of last week's show with Dominic Quartuccio, who, um, honestly, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I have a weird feeling like Dominic is in this book because she like interviewed a ton of people for the book. Didn't interview me. That's okay, Cleo. Next, the next book. All right, you give me a call. You know, this this conversation about manhood, masculinity, uh, what do we do now in this in this progressively more feminist world that we're in, in a hopefully rising consent culture? How on earth are we going to date the lady people, right? 
So we're kind of continuing that conversation. And uh, so it's really dope. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I, I know I enjoyed it. But let's go talk more about the boy stuff with Cleo Stiller. No, no, no. I pitched. Wait, are we recording? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fade in at some point when I think it's good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, So Simon & Schuster came to me in 2018 about doing a book for them. And um, kind of riding the success of Sex Right Now mm -hmm. with Cleo Stiller um, <laughs> and the Peabody Award nomination, they were open to like what I was interested in writing about. And I think I came up with three topics. This one, Modern Manhood, was at the bottom because mm. I knew it was going to be such a mother lord um, that I was like, uh so naturally, of course, they're like, that's the one we want. Well, what were the easier ones that you were thinking of doing? Um, so I'm blanking on what the first one was, but definitely one of them was um, women and money Okay. Um, for millennial women. My, so, you know, prior to writing this book, I hosted a television show called Sex Right Now mm -hmm. um, that covered everything from health, reproductive rights. Uh, gender identity, body confidence, right? But before that, I worked at Bloomberg um, on the television side. And 2020. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did financial report, bleh, did financial producing for them, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I have a background in reporting finance and money news. And so I was going to kind of marry the two with that book project. I thought that would have been fun. And they were like, not at all interested. Okay. Um, they were like, this is the one we want, right? So basically, I like that you have a financial background because you know the other person. Do you know the other person I'm going to name who like financial background? All of a sudden, dating expert. No, John Berger. No. He did a book called Datanomics that I love citing because it's like uh, the whole idea was about the gender, like the dating gap amongst college educated singles. Yes, his at, at the end of the book, the whole the spoiler alert is like he advocates for mixed collar dating, stop requiring on online dating that they have a college degree because they might still make good money, be cultured, blah blah blah. They just didn't get a bachelor's, yeah. whatever the reason. Love Plumbers that. make good money, yeah. but he he was a finance writer, just crunch you know, um, writing on like st you know oil. Yes. barrel prices and then he just um crunched a bunch of census data and made a book about dating and genius I'm, like how how did you go from writing at finances at bloomberg to even hosting sex right now because like, i never understood like where you came from and because my understanding of you is like you kind of popped up like hi i'm on tv and i'm talking about sex <laughs> yes so my path for that was First job I had out of college, um, I worked at a biotech investment firm. Naturally. Yeah. Um, as an admin over there. And I thought, oh, I wanted to be the next Zoe Cruz and take over Wall Street. Turns out I'm terrible with quarterly reports. I hate <laughs> that stuff. Um, but what I am really good at is talking to people. So I just... Like, I love the news, right? And I started working at Bloomberg. So that was like a kind of obvious um, segue. At Bloomberg, you can really tell almost any story you want as long as you follow the money, okay. which in the beginning was really freeing because money is everywhere. And so we told a lot of stories that I found really interesting. But eventually, I didn't want to have to follow the money trail with every story. Mm -hmm. So one of my mentors left Bloomberg and went over to Univision. They were launching a new cable network called Fusion. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, I know that you're tired of telling money stories. Come over here. You can do like women's health. It's your first love. Um, and so I went and that was in 2014, which was only five years ago, but it's like dog years <laughs> in terms of the way our country culturally like has moved. So back in 2014, President Obama was still in office. Oh, I miss you. The <laughs> Supreme Court had just legalized same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. And Tinder was just hitting the mainstream. Fast forward today, it's completely different, right? Yeah. But um, at the time, right? So all these cultural points were happening. And we also knew this, again, dog years, right? But like everyone back then was going to YouTube for answering questions in their personal lives. Because, right, yeah. the way that we were dating, gender identity, 
all kind of like unprecedented changes were happening and no one like, is this normal? How do you do this? How do you talk to someone and do this? Right. The so, communities weren't really intact as much unless you found your rogue, like subreddit or Tumblr totally. page or something. Exactly. Yeah. So people were flooding YouTube with all of these videos that had frankly, like a lot of misinformation, like factually inaccurate, scientifically inaccurate. So, I started working at Fusion exactly at that time. And the editor that I worked with, the health editor, was like, we need to be the benchmark. Like, this is what's accurate. This is what's healthy. We're going to report these stories with, like, no shame, no stigma, no judgment. But, like, we're going to empower our viewers Mm -hmm. with healthy information. And then they can go make their decisions, right? Which kind of sounds a little bit like what happened with like uh, Teen Cosmo or Cosmo in general, sure. who has also made a shift being like, oh, instead of being shitty, why don't we actually like do good stuff? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Young people Especially are really Especially about smart. like sex and dating. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No more stack donuts around the penis and eat around oh. it tips. Thank God. <laughs> that's not your favorite? <laughs> no, but that's like one of the few tips I'd ever seen in a Cosmo. And then I was like, oh, these are terrible. But over the last years, like it seems like some outlets are actually... They, they want to give good, productive information rather than whatever is like normal or mainstream and gets the clicks. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I think there is more and more of a move as, as the generations that are coming up are more open and fluid with their own identities, mm. right? People in the news, at least like in my space, were coming with like, okay, we're going to, if you're being open about this, we're going to meet that with an open attitude. But like, let's also make sure it's, factually accurate yeah you know how dare you thank you (laughs) so much (laughs) so um so that's how i got into into that and you know initially they were like do youtube series for fusion yeah and we called it asking for a friend okay and it wasn't just sex it like kind of ran the gamut of like basically any question that we noticed was popping on youtube or twitter um that there was a lot of misinformation about Mm -hmm. which was a lot. So that's how the that's how my career at Fusion really took off. Asking for a friend was a digital video series that then became a television show called Sex Right Now. Yeah. Um that seemed fun. You were just going up talking to strangers doing f- some fun uh like field reporting on on various sexual subcultures. Yeah. Well, it was so that show really, I mean, we called it Sex Right Now, which I, I picked that name, by mm-hmm. the way, um, because we knew that Fusion was a new network. And when you're scrolling through the TV guide, you need like a really loud, provocative title. Right. So the title was provocative, but the show was like a very genuine, very like sincere, curious look at intimate spaces in our lives, mm-hmm. right? So we were like hitting like the future of male birth control and how smartphones are um, impacting our relationships, right? Like we tracked a couple that like, you know, they ran an experiment for a week where they didn't use their cell phones after 6 p.m. And then like followed up with them and shot them, right? And They uh, broke up. That's what happens, right? They got married. <laughs> <laughs> really sped up the timeline. <laughs> I think, man, I hope that we can take credit for that. I mean, I think you can. I will. <laughs> Daniel Sloss likes to take uh, credit for all the breakups that happened after his uh, his previous Netflix special, uh, Jigsaw. Oh, really? Where like he said, if at the end he wasn't saying like he said he wasn't saying don't be in a relationship, but he was like, just commenting on like the frivolity of relationships, and he was like, if you end up breaking up, I'm serious. If you break up with someone because of watching this special, please tweet at me, send this to me, and he like kept track, and it's like in the tens of thousands of relationships that broke up. Because of oh his my special. God. <laughs> Damn. What a legacy. Me, I just like to keep tally of like how many people have like gone to orgies because they listen to the show. That's I how I measure say, it. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. We're yeah. I would So say, I think you can claim that. I will one. claim it. Let's Go just for it. yes, I'm Why gonna not? claim it. Um so yeah, that was the show. Uh-huh. And I developed a reputation for treating topics genuinely. Um, with curiosity and no judgment. And so I'm going to get you to the book now. I mean, what? Well, Are you ready? Okay. Or you okay. don't want to go yet? Yeah, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll still come back as much okay. as you want to push book. I was like, book will be pushed. I got questions, but I, oh, yeah, tell me I how, tell me how, tell me how we get from there to, to book. Okay. So 2017 <laughs> happens. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein scandal, 
Me Too movement goes mainstream. Sure. What's and that? I- no, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sad that they can't see my ex- facial expression just there. Um, he's kidding. I mean, look, I know what my face looks like. I want to keep people on their toes. They're like, where's Love he it. stand? Yeah. Huh? Um, <laughs> how many of Cosby's accusers does he believe? Uh, <laughs> it's like, even if it's just 10%, it's still too many. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, um, Harvey blows up. Cosby blows up. Louie, all of this is going down. All of this is going down. And I started getting a lot of people who watched my show writing into me, mostly men, straight mm-hmm. men. Um, are you going to do a season on this? Because I have so much to say, but I'm afraid to say anything right now because I don't want to get in trouble. But like, shit, it's all so confusing. And then inevitably, it, they would ask me a question. And these questions would kind of, they like over the past two years, right? They mm. all started falling into similar camps. And examples of those questions were like, I'm a single dude. I'm terrified to approach women now. Like everything I was taught to do is now considered creepy. And I really don't want to wind up the next disease. I'm mm. sorry. What do I do? Or I'm a new father and I'm watching this Kavanaugh hearing. I don't even know how to raise a good son anymore. Mm. Like, what does that mean? Um, or I'm a hiring manager and I would never cop to this in real life, but like, I'm afraid to work with my female employees. Um, and so these are kind of piling up in my inbox and I'm like, shit, hell if I know, right? I'm just a reporter. Right. So they would just pile up and then. Do you ever get like imposter syndrome about like, whether it's this or any of the other topics where you're like, well, I don't, I'm a reporter. I don't know which is the best choking caller. Like it. Yes. So this happens. Do you ever a go lot. like I need to pass these on to other people? Sometimes. In general, anyone who watches my show or reads my book or they will see I'm a reporter. What my gift is to this craft is that I have a very good network and get great interviews. Mm. I'm n- not an expert by any means. If at this point I can claim to be an expert, it's only because I've talked to so many people over the years. Mm. But Always what I'm doing is just surfacing other people's opinions who I think are really fucking smart or not, right? But like, that's the point. Just just getting people in general to sound off on their experiences all over the country from different ethnic backgrounds, class backgrounds, like that's critical to, to know, mm. you know, not just what you and your little circle think here in New York, but like also like what the kid from South Central LA is thinking and like the... Anyway, where's what's Iowa feel on this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's my, I don't get imposter syndrome because I'm very clear. It's a little weird right now to be a journalist because there's such a, some people are journalists. Some people are experts. Some people just have YouTube channels and aren't claiming to be anything but some people are opinion writers so it's like what does the term even mean now so it's all it's all really really blurred and i don't blame anyone for being like but what are your credentials right like and that's completely fair i never get imposter syndrome because i'm very clear like these are the stories right this is what people are saying so if anyone quotes me in an article i actually my explicit instructions you can't call me an expert you oh, can you call do, me yeah. comedian with a fuck show. You can yeah. say host of this. You can say um, whatever. You just can't call me like a sex or dating expert because I'm just a comic. I it's And like, I have this joke that I'm a non-expert. Yeah. Like that's the term I use because exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. So the other thing I have is like just because you have – I don't think that you need to have gone to school and gotten a degree in most things sure. to be an expert. I also never use that term. But yeah. just generally, um, I feature people on my show and in my book, um, some with degrees after their names, and some who just are very intentional, critical thinking folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what, were you nervous? This was one of the things you wanted to talk about is like manhood and Me Too and modern, I'm assuming modern dating is in there, right? Dating is in there. So- was there anything that you just really – what would you go and do in the book that you were like, I know I have like a thought about this? And what was something where you're like, I know this is a total blind spot. I don't even know what the fuck. Um, well, let me back up, right? So basically, 
Modern Manhood, the book, mm. is structured in a way that each chapter is a different area of your personal life. So it's like dating, sex, work, mm. money, parenting, friendship, health. Mm. And then in each chapter is broken down into questions that I got asked over oh, no. and over again. And so I already knew, like, I'm not really going out on left field in any of these areas because these are coming from people who sure. this is like user generated but are you getting questions where you're like i would imagine there's some questions where you feel like you definitely know what the, how to respond to it like things like oh man but if i'm in a club can i just like grab some ass like you probably know the answer and then there's probably some questions where you're like wow i really i'm not sure no can i be so Please. legit like i want to call this book the gray areas because every question in this book there was no right or wrong answer mm -hmm. in my mind and in most people's mind. Right. So we kind of like dove in. I mean, okay, I know what you want me to say. So I'm just, I have no, yeah, I, well, I, I, gonna... I genuinely don't have a want. I'm very, I'm genuinely curious because I would imagine if I wrote something about um, how to date safely as a woman in 2019, there are some things I genuinely think like I could answer honestly. And there's some things where I'd be like, wow, I really am not sure. Yeah. Like I know how to organize a gangbang safely and responsibly. <laughs> So like everyone right. feels like it's safe, but like I also wouldn't know like how to deal with a complicated work situation. Like in that vein, every single question in the book, I genuine, like I said, mm. I would get these from guys who are watching my show and I was like, fuck if I know. Yeah. Like shit is so, um, I mean, I think we are at this incredible cultural tipping point right now. We have an amazing opportunity to upgrade our behavior in mm. ways that might not have happened without this massive calling but that also means like fuck if i know because right okay so for example right take the dating chapter mm. the question that we start with is is everything i was taught to do now considered creepy which Great I think is question. a terrible word. Really? Like, uh, I think calling someone creepy is the most useless piece of criticism we could give anyone because uh. we don't know what the fuck it is. But if you say that person's like really bad with personal boundaries, personal space, this person shares like uncomfortable information, that guy's kind of a perv because he's always asking to take his dick out at work. These are things that like one can respond to yes. at least. But you say someone's creepy, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And we don't know if that's just like your personal ickness or if this is a like... Yeah, objectively, that's a thing, a way pe someone should enact. Um, totally. Yeah. Yes. Well, I completely agree with you. Mm. Um, and you might also just be referring to like adjectives in general aren't really helpful. Like it's much more helpful to be explicit about the behavior you mean. For sure. But like even if a guy like we could say a guy's a little little rapey or handsy, even if the guy says mm, handsy, like mm, mm. we have an idea what that is. But creepiness can be anything from like made eye contact for too long to un nervously shared something to being an asshole to just not being cognizant of how many inches is between you. Yes. Or like, yes, yes, yes. you know, blocking, so blocking exit ways that I like I used to never think about that. And now like like when I record with people at my place, mm -hmm. I always take. Uh, the chair that's next to my bed and then they have the chair that's in between me and the door because I was like oh man sometimes unconsciously I'm blocking a woman's exit to a room I didn't think about that yes so it was, and, and then I was like okay I can make this little course correct that's subtle and, and whatever um, but it's little things like that and dudes we don't think about because why would we we need to be kind of told explicitly treat us like we're stupid is my it's part of my <laughs> thought <laughs> Well, okay, no one can see this, but I am nodding voraciously. <laughs> yeah, um, so that is a great insight into modern manhood. Mm. Essentially, what I'd heard, the other title I wanted to call sure. the book was, but I'm one of the good guys. That's a great title. I know. <laughs> and they were like, no, it's not good for SEO. Yes. Because oh no one no one searches. I'm one of the good guys. They only tweet it. You know. You seriously? Wow. You know everything that happens at Simon and Schuster. That is exactly what they said. It was yeah. not good for SEO and too long. Um, but that was the thing because I heard that over and over again. Right? They were like, okay. So first of all, also mm. all every chapter opens up with a personal story, and every single one of those stories, those guys came to me. They were like, I heard you're writing this book. Thank you. Do I have a story for you? And then they would tell me the story. And inevitably, they would always say like, and I'm a good guy. Or like, but I'm a good guy. So I don't get it. Like, what happened right. here? Right? And so 
I hear that. And as a genuinely empathetic person that wants to see us move forward in a positive way, I either sometimes my reaction to like, but I'm a good guy would be like, how did you not like, oh, my God. OK, let me explain this to you. Yeah. Um, or it would be like, you're right. It is really confusing right now, and I see why you don't understand how your behavior impacted this person negatively. So, like, right. let's explore that. But regardless of my personal reaction, um, what is the question I'm answering? I, I don't think there was one. I think there we were was, just talking. Uh, I, I was sharing one of the examples oh, of the, yeah, oh, yeah creepiness, um, and and just kind of how we're navigating. Essentially, what's happening is there's a paradigm shift. Yes, and it is. I find. As a dude who at least still identifies as a dude, I feel like I might get gerrymandered out of identifying as a dude. That's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know how to express to some people that, hey, men as a gender are going through a paradigm shift mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we can yell at them. You, Your rage would be is so justified, totally fine. You can do that. Don't think it's effective. Don't think it's going to change my right. much. Do you want to be right? Or do you want the, to help this move along? So although although like there's so much pain going on, it's like you have to understand that to bring these dudes along, you have to understand like their entire world is changing. Yes. And they don't yes. – under, and it's and it's not – no one's got to feel bad for them. But we just have to understand as we're trying to talk, we have to explain things compassionately. Because yes. I remember yes. there have been a few patient women in my life who can uh, explain things compassionately to me. And that's how I've been able to approach other dudes dudes who I'm like, I normally would want to yell at you, but I'm going to talk to you normally right now right. until you <laughs> prove that you're still a shit. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, but yeah, so that's just what we were talking about. There wasn't a question. No, but, but okay. Cause I, your thought like, oh, to have realized that it might be a little bit intimidating to some people that if you're blocking the door yeah. there and like changing the chair, that's such a good example of something that we would talk about in modern manhood because in general, right? Yes, men who that we talked to in this book, like they all think they're good guys mm -hmm. and they want, they don't want to hurt people. Right. So the question is like, okay, wait, what did I do? Why is it wrong? And like, how can I do better? Right. Mm -hmm. And if you explain that in a way that's not judgmental and is compassionate and also empowering, right? So here's really, for example, the dating chapter. One of the questions that's so basic but oddly came up over and over again was like, I'm single. I go on a lot of first dates. I don't know if I'm supposed to offer to pay because it offends some women, but then not others. And then also some people were like, it pisses me off because I feel like we're trying to move towards equality. Like, why am I paying for the bill? Why aren't we mm. splitting it? It was kind of like... I mean, frankly, it's a basic question, but it's got people quite riled up right now. And it was an interesting one to discuss in this mm. context of everything that's happening. Um, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. So the feeling was, right, like, what's the rule? Like, do you offer to pay or do you not offer to pay? And I kind of, where we end up empowering the person reading the book is like, what do you want? want. Do you want to pay? Does that make you feel good? Is that how you were raised? That you you like that feeling? Or do you not? Like, And do you, why do you want to or not want right. to pay? And that's for either gender. It, why? Yes. Like, do you want to pay or not want to pay because it's a male woman thing? Or do you just because like, hey, even if I was fucking dudes, I'd still want to pay because that's just I, how I like to... It's like, exactly. why are you doing Examine the whys Get of it. Get really clear mm -hmm. about the motivations behind your own behavior. Shit you never would have thought about. Shit when you're like claiming the chair that blocks the doorway, yeah. right? Get clear on that. Be sure that like your motivation is, is a good person's sure. motivation. Like this is what makes me feel good. I like to treat someone or like I really like to go equal because I like to be equal in all ways. Once you're clear there, then communicate that to the person, mm -hmm. which, by the way, then a lot of people would be like, yeah, but that will, like, piss them off, like, half the women I know, like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, guess what? <laughs> you probably don't want to end up with that person mm -hmm. then. Like, I'm going to say, like, don't date them. Yep. So, yep. and then they're like, 
Oh. There's some dudes who don't realize like there will be more dates. There will be more yes. women who will have sex yes. with you. Yes. You do not have to like break your back, bending over backwards, stuffing your head right back through your legs just to make yeah. sure this one happens yeah. to be happy yeah. with you. You're, like, You're allowed to have preferences too. Two. Exactly. So it's very empowering. And like, honestly, I completely empathize with men who feel attacked and confused and just like my hands are tied behind my back. I don't know what to do mm. right now. I get that feeling. And so what I was hoping to do with this um, book is empower people, like encourage them in ways that are very palatable. Like, what do you want? Mm. Like, why do you do that? For someone who's like, I mean, again, this is another like really basic one, but like, do I hold the door? Or do I not hold the door? Whoa, like I don't want to offend yeah. anyone. Do not hold the door for someone because she's a woman. Hold the door for someone because you're a good person. So mm. like hold the door for the person coming up behind you. And if you don't want to do that, then don't do that. Just because there's a dick coming up behind yeah. you doesn't mean you can't hold the door <laughs> exactly. open for it. I love it when people hold the door open for me. Be the person that holds the door open for the next person. Yeah. Like, God damn it. But like, that was like a huge, you know, like. Well, if you have a lot of fun with it, just do it based off of size. People smaller than you, you open the door. <laughs> people bigger than, than you can fuck it. They can get it. Okay. Whatever your thing is, right? Like, get clear on your own motivations and move on. So how is your new understanding of modern manhood uh, informing how you're now moving through the world? As it seems like you've learned some things, or yeah. at least you're learning what's going on in a lot of dudes' heads. So for me, the biggest change is that I will only date people who are doing a lot of personal work. Okay. Because what was so revealing and surprising to me as a woman doing these interviews was how much pain is out there for men. You know, we have this cultural narrative that, you know, women are oppressed, women suffer, men are on top, men do not suffer. And in truth, this, like, binary that we have hurts everybody. Mm -hmm. And I did so many interviews with men who are isolated, um, angry, fearful, and... I thought like, fuck, like hurt people, hurt mm. people. And like, this is bad. It's bad out there and it's bad for all of us. So when I'm interacting with people now, um, I'm, I have a lot more compassion and I, I think I was always pretty good at communicating, but now I'm really good at it. And yeah. I'll just say like, listen, I don't want this to be awkward, but just with everything going on right now, like do you like this or do you want this or whatever? Um, and like internet dating, etc. cetera. Um, I never ghost anyone. I always say like, it was really nice to meet you. I'm just not feeling that romantic connection. You're practicing saying no, thank you. Yeah. I like, I'm really, because gosh, I just, it like it, I don't know. I'm hopeful for where we can go, but mm -hmm. I really did not realize how much pain is out there right and and that's where i will at least try to empathize with say like the the incel dudes or these mm. this pickup artist people where i'm like because as someone who like women were not an option for me until i got to college and so i also experienced this um i and i use it in quotation marks i don't know how painful it truly is but it's like the pain of like women not fucking you mm. um <laughs> and i'm willing to i i don't mind mocking a little bit because i was there too and like i it was okay. It was fine. Like I was able to do so many other things. Arguably, I was more productive. Um, <laughs> but but I understand that those guys got to those communities probably from the same place I was in. Mm -hmm. I just didn't when we were all googling how to get women, like we all just ended up wherever Google sent us and some of us stuck there and some of us like me like I thought I didn't think pickup was chill or mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. didn't stumble accidentally into a red pill community right but so many easily could right so i will try to meet people where they're at understanding where they came from if they choose to be dicks i'm gonna treat them like dicks yeah but i always understand like we both probably experienced the same mm -hmm. like rejection and we're just trying to find an answer mm -hmm. and then you just found bad answers in my opinion 
Mm. Like, I think that's where the source of most of those pickup dudes even came from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but also, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, throw a pity party for someone who's not getting laid because like, that's not going to make you happy. I get laid plenty. I'm a very sad clown. So <laughs> it's not the answer to the problems. Yes. Have you been able to avoid and have you noticed avoiding a situation you maybe previously would have allowed yourself to get in because you were able to like, see the red flags now? Well, I have to be honest. Um, we are conducting this interview in my pajamas right now like uh writing a book is not a glamorous thing (laughs) so i don't really see anybody right now okay i'm looking forward to emerging into the real world but um no i haven't really had the opportunity to test Uh that much (laughs) so bumble get ready for the phoenix to (laughs) reemerge in her you know uh gray sweatpants (laughs) they're cute (laughs) um you know the, the the concept of good guys is something that's been on my mind like the last, I don't know, 12, 18 months since I started doing a group therapy. Um, my mm. group is all dudes. I love that. Dudes in their 20s. I love that. Except for me, I'm now 30, so I'm the old one in the group. But it's, the idea was it's dudes in the same age range. Uh, everyone identifies as straight or basically straight. And the concept of a like good guy and like our relationship with our um, – rage or i think aggression was the word he likes the therapist likes to use it comes up a lot it's mm. like yeah but i feel like this or i don't want to do this because i want to be bad and something that we've been really focusing on is accepting that we're all a little good we're all a little bad mm. so this fear of not as being labeled a bad guy mm. you know is a little irrational because like we're gonna be a bad guy at some point mm-hmm. you're gonna be a bad mm-hmm. gal at some point mm-hmm. and we have to be a that's just the reality. Right, right. Like, t- I heard this a lot. Like, just tell me what to do, right? Right. Like, enough of the bitching. Just tell me what to do and, like, let's move on. I will do the thing. <laughs> I will say the word. Just give me a really easy cheat sheet because yes, this is hard. Exactly. I don't want to read a book. I don't want to fuck her. Like, enough <laughs> of the bitching. Like, let's move on already. And what where we end on in the book mm. is very much, um, okay, So what's happening right now has been bubbling underneath the surface for more than decades, like for millennia, right? So this stuff is not new. Um, And we are way, 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 way overdue for a correction. So I recommend everyone like kind of buckle in. I mean, like women, men, non-binary folks, like buckle in. We are in for years of uncomfortable situations, fuck ups. Mm. Like you're going to fuck up. Right. So expect that. There's no way to avoid it. Um, What you can do, right, is like get ahead of the game by buying this book (laughs) and, and really digging in on behavior that you have not previously thought about you just kind of like walking through the world la 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 okay if someone points out something you do that upsets them instead of getting defensive and being like fuck off your way over sensitive try to think about it from their perspective think about like what motivated your behavior apologize mm-hmm. like my god apologize even if and there even if you're not apologizing for the action because you really don't want to you can you can express that it's unfortunate you, that your action made someone feel a certain way yeah like and, and really because coming with empathy and compassion mm-hmm. is so rare these days and so necessary like fuck you didn't want to hurt someone's feelings right okay i'm only pulling something up keep going yeah so apologize ask them you know what you did that hurt their feelings think about why you did that was that something like is that a behavior you want to keep doing maybe not yeah then lose it get right with yourself and move on Okay, like no need to dwell on it, but like don't do it again and just move on. Um, I had I had um I oh, there's it's so it's so weird. I was at um I was hanging out at the People's Improv Theater a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then uh, one thing led to another. Me, this comic, and some chick that came up to us after the jam uh, was talking to us. We went to a bar nearby because pit was closing, and we go. And then my buddy leaves. Like he gets her number. She um through the course of the night, like I at one point I go to the bathroom. I come back. She is. I didn't even think we were flirting, but she was going through my bag. Oh. Um, like, just, but like almost playfully. And then like I came back to the table and one of my condoms in my bag is on the table. But she also didn't address it really. 
It's, it's hmm. this weird pickup line. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not. So I was like a little uncomfortable almost yeah. because like a stranger's in my bag. Right. What's that? And then she kind of comes over and then like we made out briefly, but then she like starts really aggressively grabbing my cock in the bar to the point that the the bartender starts yelling at us and she, and she just stormed out. But it was like immediately after the bartender calls us out for her like grabbing straight up stroking my cock in a bar. Um, and I texted her the next day saying like, hey, I didn't really like that. I was really, really drunk. You didn't ask to do that. And then you also left me kind of holding the bag, so to speak. Not to mention you just went through my bag like that. It's just un- I just expressed being uncomfortable. And her response was, this is a lady person. So holy shit, I am uh, beyond sorry for that behavior. It's completely unacceptable. And I apologize for making you feel uncomfortable uh, for my behavior. Uh, then it was about how like she forgets things. Um, I can't believe that was what I did. I'm disgusted by all of that. Just beyond apologies. That's disgusting. I'm very sorry. Mm. And I'm thinking like, why can't there be more men like you? <laughs> that was textbook. And then I was like, you know, I was like, like thank you. Because really all I wanted was to not be called crazy. That Or right? be, yes. or since I'm a dude and she's a chick, I didn't want to be called like a little bitch. Like what? I, I You should be lucky I grabbed your dick. Right? No. I just want right. an acknowledgement that she did something that wasn't chill. Yeah. Uh, and she did immediately. Yes. It was like, that's all it had to be. And yes. then I said, you're, that's all cool. Yes. And then we're good. We're fine. Yeah. No yes. one had to get fired. Yes. So apologies go a really long way. Mm-hmm. And we are, we have such a pain point around admitting when we're wrong. Mm. Um, and usually it's like this anticipation of then like other consequences that are going to come your way. If you apologize, I recommend like, don't fast forward there. Like keep it in the moment, like apologize. Like again, the people that we interviewed for this book, like nothing that we talk about is illegal. Like it's not going to get you locked up. Mm -hmm. All this stuff is the gray areas. And really, like, if you're a good guy and you want to be a good guy, like, you don't want to hurt someone. So, God damn it, right. like, apologize and ask what you did, right? The other thing that is really important in this book that I recommend, and some for some people it won't work. You can leave it aside. But it really is less about what does a good man do and what does a good woman do. And it's like, what does a good human, human. do? And, like, get really clear on that. And move forward, you know? Um, The good man, good woman thing is like, mm, it's restrictive. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this kind of thing opens the doorways. There's like all these ways to communicate, like nonviolent communication and all of this stuff. And like it can, you know, you can spend forever like diving into all these pathways. In a very, very simple, short way to do it is just like, Get more comfortable saying you're sorry and more comfortable interrogating your own behavior, right? Do you have uh, men in your life come into you when they've learned that you were writing the book, now that the book's out? Um, did you have men coming to you with like directly with questions? Be like, oh, shit, uh, congrats on the book. But then, you know, on the Facebook comment and privately, there's a message being like, hey, look, this will happen. Am I okay? I so all those people they're in the book. They're in the book. They okay. came for the book. Like it was it was ama- I mean everyone is asking me like how would you source your material? Like where'd you find these people? I'm like they came to me. I mean I would just imagine even putting the book out would cause like a new flood in your inbox. Well, in it a way. Tomorrow. It so tomorrow. Way. Yeah. I'm, I mean I do think it's going to be a huge year. Mm-hmm. I know that this is so, I mean, like, it hits on so many levels, right? There's a lot that's being said now about men and isolation and masculinity and crisis. And, like, however, some people think that that's, like, way overdue and that speaks to them a lot. Some people are like, fuck off, I'm fine. However you react to that, I do know that um this is – it's big. Like, I see big changes mm-hmm. happening for men and women this year. I mean, we have an election coming up, like – I assume I'll be talking about this for a while. Yeah. Who 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 you like in the primaries right now? Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Come on, not no, a little bit. No, no, no. You want to give a, a MySpace top eight? It's a big <laughs> enough field you can do top eight pretty safely. <laughs> no, no, I'm staying out. I'm staying out. I can't have my... No, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but Cleo, thank you for being able to chat with me. Uh, where can people find you? The book uh, as of this release is now out. Uh, so where can they get it? Where can they find you? 
So the book is called Modern Manhood by Cleo Stiller. You can buy it anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your favorite bookstore. And my website is cleostiller.net. Mm, the dot net. <laughs> Does someone have dot com? They have it. Oh. And it's so expensive to buy oh. it back. <laughs> Cleostiller.net, Modern Manhood. Go get it. Um, thanks for chatting with me. And why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Bye. And thank you so much. If you have a story that you would like to contribute, maybe we'll write a sequel. So get at me. <laughs> Uh, that was great. I, I think so. You let me know what you thought about this week's show. Uh, there's so many different ways to send feedback. Okay. You can shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. You can send me your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, whatever you're feeling. Send it on over there. You can also engage publicly in a conversation about this week's show uh, on the Manwhore Podcast Facebook fan page. We have a, we have a weekly comment thread over there. Also, don't forget to, to shout me out and follow me on the other social media. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. Honestly, just search BillyPresida on Twitter and Instagram and just click on the guy who doesn't look like he's in his 50s. And, and that's probably me. You want merch? You need some Man Whore Podcast merch. Go to manwhorepod.com. You're going to find a link to my merch store where we got stickers, buttons, t-shirts, panties, fun things like that. Also at manwhorepod.com, you can sign up for my mailing list. It's a great way to stay up to date with all the latest Manwhore Podcast news. And also, so you don't miss out on any giveaways. That girlfriend announcement? Hey, my mailing list was the first to know. I mean, like after Megan. Like Megan knew that she was my girlfriend before the mailing list. But you know what I mean. Next week, I've got a free bonus episode coming out. Uh, remember Roxanne from the Oral Sex Auditions? We're going to follow up with her. And then I'm going to post it for free exclusively on my Patreon. So if you don't want to miss that and you don't want to give me any money, which is fine for now, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Click the follow button. It's going to ask you to make an account. It's going to take about 20 seconds. You don't need a credit card. And that way you'll get an email update when that free bonus episode comes out next week. Also next week, uh, we're going to have an episode with Jen Wright. That's a fun one. It's going to be very nerdy. Uh, for all you history nerds, it will be your favorite episode. I fucking promise. I had so much fun talking to her about nerdy old stuff. Um, oh, gosh. I don't get to talk about history nearly enough on this show. Did I do all the plugs? I think I got all the plugs done. I think I did them. Uh, I think all I got to do now is just remind you to stay slutty. Oh, such a perfect day. I want to...